Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Silver and Sensational. I'm Jessica Lynn Verdi, only here to bask in the glow of our sensational silver, Lois Mills. Hello, everyone. You know, I start off by saying, it is I. How are you? It's Lois here to welcome you back to yet another episode of Silver and Sensational. I'm excited and about this episode today, Lois. It's, I think we're going to get a lot of comments. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and we yes. do want your comments. You know, we, we want to hear what you have to say. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of positives that can be said about this show. But here we are today to tell you what The Golden Bachelor is getting wrong about representing love after a certain age. I'm not a TV reviewer. I am not critiquing the show per se. I'm really speaking to the premise of the show. I think that's fair. Yeah. In uh, in general, I'm going to say that it's we can celebrate that there's um age representation on primetime television. I think that's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, from what I've read, it's uh, it isn't because ageism is on its way out. It's because <laughs> network TV is watched mainly by boomers. So ah. they're yes, yes, they're follow the money. Always follow the money. And the boomers still have the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this boomer is his use uh, has spent a great deal of it, and I'm sure there's other boomers out there worrying about is it going to blast me? I'm sure that yeah. But, I don't mean to say that there aren't people with their fair share of concerns. Yeah, of no, course. I know you don't, but it's um, it really speaks to why. And, you know, it's okay because I like the fact that, you know, boomers are being recognized and um, and so what if it's because they're the main people watching network TV? It's okay. I mean, it's like the outcome is good. But, and I've got this big but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> That's physically, though, to be fair. And, and it's, it's really no different than the regular bachelor, um, the one that's been popular for so long. For me, it, there's a few things about this that, again, they really sort of offend me. I think let's get into it. Yeah. I think today we're going to share four things that we take umbrage with the golden bachelor. Yes. Well, the first is this concept that you need a man in your life. Mm. Um, now, maybe they're looking for love. I, and believe me, we all want to find true love at all ages. And there's no reason why anyone over 50 or 60 shouldn't be wanting and having the opportunity to find it. And isn't it glorious to have, you know, the love of your life at that time in your life when... You know, you've lived long enough and know enough about life that, and hopefully you know enough about yourself that you aren't making maybe the same mistakes you made earlier in your life. Maybe I should talk about another point that offends me and then go back to this one. 
And that is women competing with other women for a man. I, I just, I find that whole thing offensive. I find it offensive for it to even be glamorized on television. Mm. I find it offensive in my everyday life. I can't tell you, you know, I've been single a very, very long time. And I, you know, I cannot tell you the number of women who think that I'm after their husbands or oh. their boyfriends. And I am personally offended by this because, A, um, I'm pretty ballsy. And if I wanted their boyfriend <laughs> or their husband, there's nothing subliminal about me. You know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. That's a beautiful way to put it. So I just think, you know, listen, I love men. I do. I've been around men all my life. I once had a very dear friend who's no longer with us, who I said, well, you know, I don't look at a man as a future anything. And she looked at me just astounded. She said, Lois, I never look at a man without thinking of what. Wow. Yes. Wow. What he would be like as a future whatever. Mm. And so maybe therein lies the difference in terms of, you know, how I think about men. And, um, but I, I will say that so many women have not accepted my friendship because they think I want their man. And I think that that goes all the way back to the playground. And so here we are with people, golden bachelor and people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s competing with one another for the attention of this golden bachelor or even the bachelor. And I do realize there is a program called Bachelorette. Yes, I understand that. And we'll probably get the golden bachelorette out of this season. You know, the one jilted oh. bachelorette will get her on TV show. I'm sure that's right. Yep. But what do we start with? We don't start with the golden bachelorette. We start with the golden bachelor because that seems to be the more acceptable mm. thing. Women fighting for a man. Right. Now, I also understand, you know, and know only too well, <clears throat> that there are a lot more women in my age category, um, a lot more available women than available men. Right. And for those women who really want to be in a relationship, I understand how important this is. But again, are we glamorizing women needing men? I should like to think that at a certain age in a woman's life, you've had, you've been a daughter, you've been a mother, you're probably a grandmother, you've had a career, or maybe you haven't had a career, but you've lived life, maybe you've buried loved ones, maybe you've sat by the bedside of, of, of someone sick and dying, you've lived life. Why does one think that you need a man? Mm. 
what? If you really think you're going to be financially secure, I think I may have said this before. Mm, I'm looking for you yes. might get a few dinners <laughs> and you might get a few trips, but you will also have his children checking every time he spends a dime on you, thinking it's out of their inheritance, what they are supposed to be getting. And more than likely, unless you have a very solid prenup, when he, should he, precede you to the big bachelorhood up above, <laughs> you better make damn sure you've got some kind of Contingency plan. Contingency plan, something in writing that allows you to stay in that house or apartment he's provided for you while you while he's been alive. Otherwise, they'll be at your door packing your suitcases. This is a fact of life. So I realize I am extremely independent. Um, it hasn't anything to do with finan finances because actually... I'd be living a much better life if I had a lifestyle, I should say, if um, I had a man paying for expenses or even sharing expenses. My point being is we've got this program that, you know, people are, you know, talking about, and they're talking about it because at long last, seniors or silvers are out there being noticed. But the thing is, I said that I find offensive is the competing. How do you feel at your age, Jessica, about um, the bachelor as an example? Is there something about that that do you are, are you on the same page with me in this regard? I'm on I'm on your page. I never watch them, um, but I understand the psyche of wanting to. I think a lot of people, love the trashiness aspect of it and and a guilty pleasure is had out of watching this um and we also understand reality tv as this is to be heightened um the they're also liquored up in these states as well so you get some of people's worst behavior on camera and you also get the perfect uh stitching together of scenes and words in order to make it sound like something was worse than it was than maybe it was at the time. So it's all a heightened it's a heightened reality, of course. But my brand of feminism is in line with yours and and I think you're right to maybe lightly qualify. You might be more independent than your average bear, but I believe that to be our, the goal rather, I'd, I'd rather that be the goal and the norm rather than the outlier. And I think that's kind of a mission for us with this show is. It is. I would yes. say so. You know, um, I am a, I'm a better partner having been independent, finally learning how to be an independent person. Uh, not, I, I have a tendency towards codependency and I have a tendency towards um, begrudging and ill-wishing my fellow woman so that I succeed for a man. I've ruined relationships with women to get men. Have you? Interesting. Oh, yeah. And that has got me nowhere except for 
less friends, less favor in a community. And that guy is long gone. Hmm. And I thought as long as everything lined up, then that ruined relationship was worth it with that person. As long as he, I find, I, you know, I finally won him. Um, so I was my own worst enemy at the end of the day. And actually, uh, just to be fair, that relationship with the other woman was ruined for a time. And thanks to her maturity, we are better friends now than we were before then because she was willing to see me through, gave me very clear boundaries with how I had hurt her, et cetera, ways to not hurt her again. And we became closer on the other side, which we could talk about that another time to get more in depth. But I I think society taught us that a man well, you know, it shifted when it was when marriage was no longer a property shift, right? This was something that happened at the turn of the century when women could marry out of their particular caste. And, oh, as long as we were beautiful, maybe the rich billionaire or the Carnegie might want to marry us. So therein lies the competition. Uh, and I think we are still fighting that uh, system in a sense. So anyway. Bringing up what you said for the moment, looking at all of the contestants, you know, one is really more beautiful than the other. Right. And all of them very accomplished. And I was wondering as I looked at all of this, what about the lady at home that maybe doesn't look so good in a halter top? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and so that is that is one of the things that we're here to um, yeah. What say about that, that? They get that what they get wrong. What about that woman out there? You know, does that mean that she is not good enough to to find the golden bachelor? I mean, I'm fumping here because I feel there is so much that women and women my age, you know, who were the people out there doing the marching and burning our bras. Right. Um, there's so much that we fought against. Is Did we come full circle to accept that only the beautiful women, the women who are so well-preserved, that um, can uh, do, I mean, they all are very interesting ladies, and are they the only ones eligible? Or, you know, what about? What about the ladies out there that maybe have some extra pounds or or don't have the money to have everything professionally done? I make no mistake that, of course, these uh, the TV people have crews to make these people look fabulous. But make no mistake, they didn't walk in there looking like two-ton Annie. No, they're not taking with, on charity. They're not taking on charity cases. Absolutely not. So how did they decide? What was the criteria? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, guess, I guess the part that bothers me is who the hell is he that he should decide which of these women are going to be the the one he's putting the crystal shoe on, his Cinderella. Why aren't these women saying, I want to see what you have to offer me, Golden Bachelor? That's right. What is it that you are bringing to the table? That's right. I think that is, I think that's the, my biggest problem with it in a nutshell is the, the lack of accurate representation of 
this age demographic and women in general. And the fact that this man just gets to be the 72-year-old widower who probably has a lot of money and just gets to sit there while he's being flocked around. It almost is feels like an executive's wet dream. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I, I, I do think you're right <sighs> that it feels like a step backward for feminism. I'll say this as a caveat, though. I would hope that you burn your bras, in order to allow a woman to be the kind of woman she wants. So if she wants to be the kind of woman that fawns over a man and lives to exist, we, we you want to fight for that. However- Absolutely. However, the problem is when representation is only one-sided on media, you have someone on the other side in, watching that television and then- the commercials in between going, you need to smell this way. Here's the dove to make sure you clean a specific way. Here's how you should do your hair. You should get rid of the grays. You know, you're, you're getting all this feedback from the media that you're not good enough. It, we, our fortitude of mind is only so good, especially when we're getting fed these images of, well, here's what you should be. Well, uh, clearly in younger generations, we are seeing ads and commercials with plus-sized women. There's better representation overall. Better representation overall. Now, when we look at the likes, I just saw something on ageism this morning that I... When we look at the likes of Helen Mirren, mm -hmm. Martha Stewart, mm -hmm. Jane Fonda, I mean, they are... Great examples of feminism that have maintained themselves. I mean, you look at Helen Mirren, you know, I'm not sure that that woman has had any, any work done. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Um, Jane waited till she was well into her 70s before she did. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's God given yeah. genes, too. Oh, God. listen, jeans, jeans, and jeans. <laughs> right. For all you people out there, you know, telling me about how much Botox I use, I haven't had Botox in a number of years, but I'll tell you what, I had a mother and father with skin that the both of them was extraordinary. I ruined my skin by being out in the sun. Sure. But it's jeans. It is jeans. It's jeans that gives me a full head of hair. It's jeans that give me, you know, good skin. Beautiful eyes. I find you very beautiful. Oh, thank I, you, darling. Thank you. You know, but I want to say this too, especially being an LA girl, it, there's still, there's, there's also bodies walking around going, wow, if I were out on a date with a guy right now and I looked at this woman that just walked into Whole Foods, I, I can't compete with that, you know? But I, I have to remind myself that that's not quite normal for these, for even women at, in their 30s and 40s are getting work done that I can't afford. That does make it hard for me to enter the dating pool with confidence. So I can understand, I think that's the problem of not having accurate representation of A, uh, all the types of women. You can't obviously re you know, represent every single woman, but you can have some diversity when it comes to how people age. 
And but it, overall, I think the issue with the the Bachelor and the Golden Bachelor is it doesn't show how true love actually can happen and how very little it has to do with what kind of work you've had done, what you can afford, and what your body size is. Yes, yes. I mean, look, someone once, I, I know this is an old saying, but I didn't hear it until I was well into adulthood. For every crooked pot, there's a lid that fits. Mm. And, you know, as we talked about on another another program, we had... You know, when you are newly single, you walk down the street and all you see are couples, couples, and couples. And you see the birds are coupled. <laughs> Everybody's coupled. And you know, it's not always, you know, two beautiful people. Right. I have to tell this story of being in New York a lot of years ago. And um, I dropped, a, I used to work there a few times a year. And so... I uh, dropped off my bags at the hotel, and I wanted to, to walk up Madison Avenue to go buy a belt somewhere I can't remember. But so I'm walking, and at a distance, I see this guy. He was wearing jeans and sort of a Indian um, Navajo kind of uh, patterned jacket, and. I looked at the lay, and he was you know, really handsome, mm. really handsome. And I looked at the lady he was with, and I'm thinking to myself, gee, he is so drop-dead handsome. She's all, not all that attractive. And they were talking and walking, and then they were coming towards me. And as I got to the middle of, I think it was like 63rd, I stopped dead in it just as we crossed one another. I stopped dead and just got, and the cab driver started to laugh because I stood in the middle of the street. It was Robert Redford. Oh my God. That's what I said. <laughs> Jesus, Danny. Oh my God. See, that's why he's famous, because he makes a woman do that. <laughs> and, I mean, I tell you, I, I looked in the windshield of this cab driver who was laughing oh, at goodness. me, because, I mean, in those days, I you know, everybody sort of dressed in New York, and so I was dressed in New York style, you know, with with heels and, a, you know, and a skinny skirt and... You know, the, the shawl wrapped across, you know, very, very cosmopolitan New York. So, I mean, you know, here's this woman with all her little fancy getup uh, acting like a goddamn teenager in the middle of 63rd Street, you know. So, but there's a perfect example of, you know, it, it's not always two beautiful people and it doesn't matter what people look like if they come together to find love and or and or just companionship with a loving relationship it's whatever somebody wants but please let's open this up to everybody regardless of their age what they look like and so golden bachelor producers before you start with the golden bachelorette Come up with something that is more inclusive. 
I think that's a very good call to action. And, you know, for our audience too, I think the exact opposite of what The Bachelor shows us are good actual pieces of advice to finding true love where you don't need a man. If you learn how to be independent and without one, it's the best, that's the best time to invite somebody into your life. And again, replace man with woman or non-binary, you know, just a, a significant yeah, other. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it goes without just, saying. Just, just assume that all goes without saying. You, because I think both Jessica and I are two women that say, whatever floats your boat, it makes no difference. We just happen to what, be very straight. <laughs> yeah. But my, you know, for, you know, I know we will be talking very soon about dating after a certain age. Um, but I just had to put it out there today with Jessica. I called her during the week and said, what do you think about this? There, it, It's just, I'm really... I can't let this go. Something about this is really troublesome to me. And believe me, I'm sure I'm in the minority. So I invite all of you big fans to make comments and tell us why you are so imbued with it. Because maybe I am missing the boat. Well, we can certainly appreciate those that are like enjoying it as like a trashy, you know, telenovela kind of thing. Um, but I think that- Of which I, believe me, watch plenty of those. Right. But I think it's the problem of like reinforcing these negative anti-feminist um, stereotypes that really do uh, kind of rile my feathers. And that's why I was so excited that, you know, I hadn't, I knew going into this, doing this show overall, I was going to have plenty to talk to you about. And I'm just so glad the more we talk about it, it's like, oh God, I'm, I'm heading in the right direction because I agree with Lois on this. So it's very, <laughs> I feel good about that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go double back really quick. So like I said, you can find love by not needing a man. It's the best way to find one, not competing with somebody else for attention of somebody else is probably the most sexiest thing. So if you find if you're being pit against another woman, that's a woman you don't need in your life. If she thinks of you as competition, that's also someone that's not on a higher emotional and mental plane. Uh, it's a qu quick way to weed out a man and a friend. Um, and a man who doesn't do his best to also show you what he offers and what he brings to the table is not someone that is worthy of your time as well because you know that you're going to offer the best you can bring. And we don't want just a lazy golden bachelor. And we want someone who loves us when we're at our thinnest, at our fattest, at our pimpliest, or at our beautifulest. And I think those are things we can take away from what not to do from the golden bachelor. Beautifully put. Ms. Jessica. Thank you. I've learned from huh. the best. Uh, oh, of course. <laughs> well, there's so many different ways you guys can get in contact with us. Tell us if we're crazy. Tell us if you agree with us. Um, and let us know what you think about The Golden Bachelor and if there's anything we missed. You can email us at silverandsensational at gmail.com. Also, if you're looking for advice from the low, that would be the way you could send your questions or things you're needing advice on. You could also interact with us over on Instagram or Facebook at Silver and Sensational. And Lois, if they're watching us and you, the beautiful, sensational Lois on YouTube, yeah. what should they be doing? 
Oh, please. Firstly, we would love for you to subscribe, and I hate to be redundant, but of course I will be. Subscribing on YouTube doesn't, not only doesn't cost you anything, no one bugs the hell out of you. It helps us. So please subscribe, hit like, and leave comments. But most importantly, share it with your friends. Let them know what you're watching. See if, you know, the two of you can, or two, three, four of you can sit around and talk about what did that low say this week? All right. So please go ahead and, and also press the notification and let you know. But we do come on with a new episode every Friday. So Jessica, tell me, are you ready to say goodbye? I think I think we've I think we did it, Lois. Now oh, I hope so. Anyway, thank you so much for watching and listening to those of you listening on podcast. Jessica, thank you for everything that you do and all that you contribute and your you had the joke of the day. You really got me to laugh laugh my tush off. Anyway, much love to all of you. Jessica, thank you and goodbye. Goodbye to all of you. Goodbye, Lois. Thank you. You bet. Bye now.